Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXV and today is the 17th of November 2022. And to be honest, ever since the FTX collapse, the entire global cryptocurrency market is relatively stable. And which is a bit strange because ideally it should either go down or it should go up. But ever since the FTX collapse, the global cryptocurrency market has been relatively stable. Now we're going to be talking about that when we are discussing the past related information and We'll also be discussing what has been impacted most because of the FTX collapse. And look guys, 2022 has been the worst year for DeFi protocols, but looks like the smart contracting platforms have been severely affected because of the FTX drama as well. And guys, listen, lately I've been saying that Lightning Network, not blockchain, is a narrative which is definitely building pace in Bitcoin and in blockchain community. And in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing two news regarding Lightning Network and both are extreme ends. The first news regarding Lightning Network is an event taking place in El Salvador, so we'll be exploring that. And the second news is all the way in Ghana, Africa, and we'll be discussing a massive event regarding Lightning Network. And they also have a Lightning Hackathon called as Legends of Lightning Network, focusing on wallet, finance, social, media, shopping, gaming, and quite a lot more. And some of the iconic people that is Censorship King and former CEO of Twitter that is Jack Dorsey is going to be there. Ray Youssef who is the co-founder and CEO of Paxwell is going to be there. Alex Gladstein from Human Rights Foundation is going to be there. And Elizabeth Stock and co-founder and CEO of Lightning Labs are going to be there. There are going to be over 70 experts who are going to be there between 5th and 7th of December in Ghana. So in today's episode, I'm definitely be going to be giving out more information about that. And today's episode, we're also going to be talking about some massive news about Gemini Exchange that did suffer a massive outflow of over $485 million. And this is because of the drama with FTX Exchange. People are not trusting the centralized exchanges. And ironically, just few hours after that, Gemini also went down for less than an hour. So there was a lot of chaos, but things seemed to have settled down. And the problem was more to do with Amazon Web Services and not Gemini. Today's episode, we're also going to be talking about some drama between Circle USDC and they have resubmitted the filings with US Security Exchange and Commission because of miscalculation and now they have a loss of over $3 billion. And finally, guys, we're also going to be talking a negative news about an NFT by the iconic singer Justin Bieber. So his board AP Yacht Club NFT, that is number 3001, he purchased it for $1.3 million, but but today it is valued at only $69,000. And we also have some positive news from Abu Dhabi. And the news is that Binance has secured financial services permission from ADGM. So I'm going to be very briefly talking about that before we talk about two news from UAE. And the first news from UAE is a massive news. And this is to do with Dubai Chambers of Digital Economy. And in the month of October, they did advertise about a Metaverse Academy. So the news is that they have received over 150 applications from all over the world. So I'm going to be sharing my thoughts and opinions on that. And the second news is about a company from India called the CTEX. And they have a partnership with the Office of His Highness, Sheikh Hamdan bin Ahmad Al Maktoum. So we'll very briefly talk about that. So today we have quite a lot of things to cover. So welcome everyone, it's Atim here in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee Date works is, they usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, 
some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And this is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. And tomorrow guys, we have the Metaverse Everything podcast where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out those episodes as well. And the format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. And guys, what I tend to do is I tend to publish a daily and weekly report via my LinkedIn. So please follow me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. And before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message. So check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race. And Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights creep on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now since you've taken care of that, let's look at the global cryptocurrency market. And ever since the collapse of FTX exchange, the global cryptocurrency market has been relatively stable, which is a bit strange. Now the global cryptocurrency market did suffer a loss of over $200 billion. But other than that, the prices have relatively been stagnant. The global crypto market is at $823.91 billion. Now, since the last 24 hours, it is down by 3.19%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $60.46 billion. And this is a ridiculously low volume, considering the fact that we are talking about this 
on a weekday. Now, since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.77%. Now, the total volume in DeFi is down to $3.25 billion and the total value lock is $42.98 billion. Guys, listen, 2022 has been the worst year for all cryptocurrencies, particularly for DeFi. Now, I mentioned this many times in the past. On the 3rd of January 2022, the total value locked in DeFi alone was well over $240 billion as of 17th of November. Over $200 billion has been wiped off so far as the total value locked in DeFi is concerned and the value locked in DeFi is at the lowest point since March of 2021. So DeFi is definitely not looking good and MakerDAO still accounts for 15.50%. And look us, if you have been in the DeFi world in 2018, 2019 and 2020 and 2021, People often used to call MakerDAO as a boomer DAO and look at it now, it's still dominating the DeFi sector and $6.66 billion is locked in MakerDAO protocol. And the second one is Lido and the total value locked is $5.83 billion. And I mentioned this two days ago that Lido's total value lock is taken out from the overall total value lock. And the third protocol is Aave, which is surprisingly doing really bad. And the total value locked is $4.27 billion. Now guys, I do remember the times where only the total value locked in Aave was well over $16 billion. But looks like 2021 and 2022 is not ideal for Aave and the entire DeFi sector as well. Uniswap is down to $3.78 billion. And in yesterday's episode, we talked about how the volumes in Uniswap has definitely gained a lot of traction. And this is because people have realized the whole notion of not your keys, not your crypto and are switching to a decentralized exchange. But it would be even better if they transfer the funds from any exchange, be it centralized or decentralized exchange, onto their own personal wallets. And in yesterday's episode, we talked about how hardware wallets have seen a tremendous increase in the sales volume. And the final, that is the fifth total value lock, is curved and it is at $3.78 billion. Now look guys, the volume of stable coins has been doing ridiculously bad as well. It is down to $57.13 billion. And later on in the episode, I'm also going to be talking about some drama between Circle USDC and Binance. And I did talk about that in the month of September and October. Now, as of today, Tether USDT still dominates the stablecoin volume. And out of the $57.13 billion, Tether USDT accounts for 45 $0.20 billion in Circle USDC is at $3.95 billion and Binance USD is at $7.34 billion. Now, stablecoin volume has gone up and it accounts for 94.49% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. And guys, this is not ideal at all because in yesterday's news, we talked about how central banks are beginning to pilot central bank digital currencies. And one way for them to advertise people to use central bank digital currencies is they are going to be saying that CBDCs are as good as stable coins. And because of the hack, because of the notorious activity by Sam Bankman Friedman, you may as well trust a central bank, which is banked by the central government. So ideally, I'm looking at the volume of stable coins to be somewhere between 60% of the total crypto market volume or even lesser. I really am not sure when that thing would happen. Now let's look at the market share. 24-hour trading volume between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, Bitcoin's market share is $317 billion and Ethereum's market share is well below the 50% mark of Bitcoin's market share and it is down to $147 billion. 
Now, guys, the reason I started tracking this matrix is because ever since the Ethereum merge, I wanted to check if Ethereum flips Bitcoin so far as the market share is concerned. Now, looks like that the time horizon will be increasing. Now, really, I'm not sure when Ethereum flips Bitcoin. The 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $33.6 billion and the 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum is $12.2 billion and the dominance is also steady for the past three months almost. Bitcoin's dominance is at 38.40%. Ethereum's dominance has marginally gone up at 17.80%. Now this week guys, I'm also looking at the privacy coins market cap. Monero's market cap is relatively same at $2.39 billion, but Zcash, the market cap has increased by almost $200 million and today it is at $611 billion. So it's going to be really interesting to see what is going on in Zcash. Decred is at $292 million. Mask Network is at $227 million. Its harmony has gone down and it is number 5th at $179 million. Now guys, only in today's episode, I'm also going to be discussing the smart contracting platform because since the last 30 days, a lot of volume has been shed out from smart contracting platform and $22 billion has been wiped off from smart contracting platform in 36 days. And this is nothing to do with FTX exchange as such because Bitcoin.com has reported that since October 11, 2022, the smart contract token economy has lost $22 billion and has slid from $283 billion to $261 billion. So let me just share the top 5 smart contracting platforms. Ethereum is at $174 billion and I'm talking just about the market cap. Binance is ridiculously low and it's almost one third of Ethereum's market cap at $43.06 billion. Cardano is at $11.32 billion. Polkadot is at $6.62 billion and centralized blockchain protocol called Solana is at $5.14 billion. Now look guys, Solana is heavily dependent on Sam Bankman Fried and FTX Exchange and I've never been a fan of Solana protocols. I wouldn't be surprised if the smart contracting platform called Solana does disappear once they try to identify what is going wrong with Sam Bankman Fried and FTX Exchange. So hopefully in the next month or so, we'll get more information of what's going on with FTX Exchange and Solana as well. Now look guys, I've been saying it since a very long time that Lightning Network, not blockchain, is the narrative that is building pace in the Bitcoin space and also in the cryptocurrency space. So we're going to kickstart today's episode by discussing two news regarding Lightning Network. The first news is to do with El Salvador and the second news is to do with Ghana. Let's kickstart by discussing the first news in El Salvador. So adopting Bitcoin, a Lightning Network summit is in full swing in Crown Plaza Conference Center in the heart of San Salvador, the capital of El Salvador, and the chief technology officer of Bitfinex and Tether did mention via Twitter that they have kicked out the Freedom Manifesto. So what I'd really recommend you to do is go to adoptingbitcoin.org and they also have a YouTube channel where they're going to be exploring the different use case of Lightning Network. And look guys, I've often said when El Salvador adopted Bitcoin illegal tender, what they actually did was the adopted Lightning Network in El Salvador. Now that thing being said, it is a bit surprising that President Nayib Bukele is nowhere mentioned in the tweet and he has not tweeted about this as well. So really I'm not sure what is going on. Now let's discuss the second news about Lightning Network and this is all the way in Africa. And CoinPre mentioned via LinkedIn that African Bitcoin Conference 
will be held between the 5th and 7th of December in Ghana. So do one thing guys, go to CoinPree's LinkedIn profile. Follow them on LinkedIn because there is a lot of information on that LinkedIn profile. And it is a must event to attend as there will be more than 70 experts and speaking about Lightning Network along with Jack Dorsey. The former censorship king and CEO of Twitter will also be there. Ray Youssef, the co-founder and CEO of Paxson will be there. Elizabeth Stark, the co-founder and CEO of Lightning Labs will also be there. They are also going to be having a hackathon focusing on Lightning Network and they are going to be focusing on wallet, finance, social, media, shopping, gaming and quite a lot more. So if you are someone from Africa, I would definitely recommend you to go ahead and attend this event. Now at this point of time, I am not sure if they are going to be showing this event live but I really am hoping that they do show the event live. So the event that takes place in Ghana between the 5th and December is Africa Bitcoin Conference. So definitely brilliant stuff. And this is a brilliant event because Africa is the continent with the lowest rate of banking and corruption is extremely high in many states and the inflation extremely high in local currencies. So it's definitely going to be a really impactful session. Now guys, let's talk about some drama that did take place in Gemini. And there are two news in particular. The first news was published by Coindesk that did actually state that Gemini suffers $485 million rush of outflows and this is because of the fears that Gemini suspended its yield earning program shaking users confidence in the exchange and this was originally reported by an analytical firm called Nansen that saw Gemini's $485 million in net outflows in the last 24 hours and this is because people are fearing centralized cryptocurrency exchange but that being said in comparison to FTX Gemini is definitely much more safer they do do a lot of due diligence and Gemini is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges now in the past seven days Gemini has experienced a total of 682 million dollars in net outflows thanks to Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX exchange but that's not all earlier today Gemini also went down for less than an hour and this is when there was a lot of chaos because they were expecting Gemini to go belly up as well. But they quickly mentioned via Twitter that its lending partner was causing the problem. And the lending partner was AWS and those confirmed it. So it was definitely no problem from Gemini's end. And they did actually mention via Twitter. And they did reassure the users that all customer funds held on Gemini Exchange are held one-to-one -one and available for withdrawal at any time. And users did actually state that everything is perfectly fine. So Gemini Exchange is 100% perfectly fine. But there is another company from US that is Circle. And they are the issuers of a stable coin called USDC. Now look guys, I personally like USDC because they are much more transparent. And they do do thorough due diligence. Now Circle had to file a new registration statement with the US SEC that is Security and Exchange Commission as there was a miscalculation in the balance sheet. So what I'd really recommend you to do is go to my LinkedIn profile. You can get the new registration. Now the new filings does actually show a loss of $3 billion in balance sheet. And this was because of the FTX drama. And also because the company explained that because of the whole drama between Binance USD, that is one of the reasons why there was an error in the FTX exchange. And just to give you a heads up guys that there was some drama between Circle USDC and Binance USD and this goes back to 5th of September because Binance specifically announced that the support for several leading stablecoins would cease including the second largest stablecoin on the market that is Circle USDC. Now listen to my podcast on the 5th or 6th of September 
I specifically explained all this in detail and other coins such as Pax US dollar and true USD was also affected by that. That was the drama which is going on from September and look as I've been tracking these data on a daily basis and what I did say that Circle's volume since September has been going down and Binance USD's volume has been going up. So what happened is that on the 29th of September, Binance did announce that all use of funds in the aforementioned stablecoins will be automatically converted into the platform's own Binance USD. So the conversion would take place with the aid of newly introduced Binance USD. And if you've been following my podcast and if you've been looking at the volume of stable coins since September, the volume of Circle USDC has been going down and Binance USD has been going up. So Binance has essentially turned off its support by USDC for USDC and all USD products on Binance, including saving accounts, DeFi staking subscriptions, and crypto loans will be closed and liquidated on September 23rd. So Binance is doing what any business would do. And that's one of the reasons why in the near future, I do feel you will be seeing an increase in Binance USD's volume and a decrease in Circle USDC's volume as well. Now, this part of time, I'm not sure why Binance has done that because if you follow Circle USDC, they're trying to follow the book of laws and they're trying to be asked to the legend as much as possible. So I'm not sure if that is something which Binance dislikes. But as a business, Binance has the right to do what they are doing and they're doing it the right way as well. Now guys, let's talk about another negative news and this has to do with the NFT number 3001 which is owned by iconic singer Justin Bieber. A decrypt reported that Justin Bieber paid $1.3 million for Bode Yard Club number 3001. Now the amount that was paid has gone down and the NFT is now worth only $69,000 and it has sank terribly since this particular month and as of today it has gone down by well over 84% from its peak in April. But what you can do is go to OpenSea and you can see the price fluctuation as well and some of them have even offered a ridiculously low volume. So those were the news for today. Now before releasing this episode guys I just found out another news and this is to do with Binance and ADGM. So the news is Binance secures financial service permission from Abu Dhabi Global Markets Financial Services Authority called as FSRA. So once the FSA conditions are fulfilled, Binance will be permitted to offer custodial services to professional clients in and on from Abu Dhabi Global Market. And His Excellency Ahmad Jassim Al-Zabi, who is the chairman of Abu Dhabi Global Market, said, We congratulate Binance on securing the FSPs to offer their products and services in the MENA region, our robust and transparent virtual asset regulatory framework, is the backbone of ADGM's strategy towards fostering a trusted and well-regulated environment that will pave the way for sustainable innovation within the financial sector and reinforcing the UAE status as a rapidly accelerating global crypto marketplace with Abu Dhabi and ADGM as the engine room powering the growth and we look forward to supporting Binance's operation and research and development in ADGM to develop solutions for the Web 3.0 economy so definitely brilliant news and this news happened because there is a fintech event taking place in Abu Dhabi with some of the world's best speakers and David Strom, one of the OGs of cryptography and the OGs of Bitcoin is at that event as well. It's going to be really interesting if he actually talks about privacy preserving protocol merging with CBDCs that is Project Tolbillion. So if you are someone who is attending that event, I definitely would urge you to go ahead and listen to David Strom. Now guys, let's talk about two news regarding UAE. But 
Before we move on to two crypto and blockchain news regarding UAE, I have two news regarding obstacle course race in UAE. The first news is about Spartan Race and they have a massive event in December, the World Championship. And this is the second time they have the World Championship event in Abu Dhabi. And guys, I have a standalone episode with Spartan Race founder Joe Cena talking about Spartan Race NFT. And Sean, who's the chief technology officer, was also in the podcast. And Calvin, who's one of the OGs in the NFT space, was at the podcast as well. So we discussed from a business point of view, why did Spartan Race decide to go and launch its NFT? What were the challenges? And quite a lot more. So please check out those episodes. It is a standalone episode talking more about NFTs and not so much regarding obstacle course race. And the second message is also about obstacle course race and my favorite one that is Tough Mudder. And listen guys, I'm on a mission to do my 100th Tough Mudder. So check both the messages now. The first message is from Spartan. Now Spartan is a global fitness brand with 10 million strong community. They create transformational events, experiences, products and content to help people, companies and team tear down boundaries and expand what they believe to be possible. From day one, nearly two decades ago, they've been champions of human transformation and they live to help people get outside, eat healthy and develop habits that lead to a life of constant progress. With families of brands, they push people from every corner of the globe outside the comfort zone and immerse them in a world of tough fitness and elite sports. Now they do this because you can face and overcome adversity head on and your potential is limitless. Now this year in December, in Abu Dhabi, the land of gazelle, thousands of athletes and spectators will gather at the metropolis in the desert to compete for Spartan immortality. This is a unique opportunity to watch the world's best obstacle course race athletes compete for world championship and have your group conquer the course themselves. The massive event takes place from the 2nd till the 4th of December this year. Now for Spartan World Championship, the ticket details and registration to the programs are mentioned in the links below. Now if you are into running, if you are into adventure and if you are in UAE, you definitely, definitely need to check this out. And the second news guys is about Tough Mudder. Now listen guys, there are three things that I'm extremely passionate about. All three of them have some kind of similarity that is heavy metal. Bitcoin and obstacle course race. Now we've looked at the premier obstacle course race event that is Spartan race which is taking place between the 2nd and 4th of December. But the next one that I'd like to discuss is Tough Mudder. Now Tough Mudder is unique and I did my very first obstacle course race that was Tough Mudder. And Tough Mudder obstacles are more fun, more adventurous and it involves a lot of teamwork. And you can also use my promo code which is George25 for a 25% discount. Now if you are into running, if you are into adventure, if you are into obstacle course race, you definitely need to sign up for this event. So go to the website toughmudderarabia.com and you can also follow them on Instagram. The Instagram handle is toughmudderarabia. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's talk about two news regarding UAE and let's kick start with the first news from UAE that is Dubai Chambers of Digital Economy Metaverse Academy receives more than 150 applications. So let me try to give you a brief of what Dubai Chamber is. Now the website is DubaiChamber.com and over 150 digital startups applied for Dubai Chambers of Digital Economy Metaverse Economy and 67% of the applications came from UAE followed by Egypt, India, Jordan, Turkey, the UK and US and 30 digital startups from Dubai and other markets will be selected to join the training academy which utilizes augmented reality 
virtual reality and mixed reality technologies and R. Jarvan said we are encouraged by the strong response to the initiative which reflects the growth business interest in the metaverse and confidence in Dubai as a digital economy hub. So let me try to give some information about what the Metaverse Academy is. So business in the Metaverse Academy is the first of its kind specialized training program designed to equip digital startups with practical knowledge and tools they need to build and thrive in the Metaverse and the recently launched in collaboration with the SEE Institute and the Training Academy will run in December from the 5th till the 14th and 2022 session will feature four interactive sessions delving into the wide variety of relevant topics such as NFTs, blockchain and Web3 technologies and how these practices will pave the way for a more sustainable society. And Khalid Al-Jarwan, who is the Executive Director of Dubai Chamber for Digital Economy, said, We are encouraged by the strong interest in this initiative, which reflect growing business interest in the metaverse and confidence in Dubai as a digital economy. So definitely brilliant stuff. And Al-Jarwan also noted that the Academy supports the Chamber's effort to capitalize on new opportunities emerging from increased digitization, and the expansion of fourth industrial revolution technology across all sectors of business. He added that the benefits of participating go far beyond the training, adding that the enrolled startups would have access to mentorship support in Dubai and free sustainable co-working space, in addition to speaking opportunities at Dubai Chambers of Digital Economy, which is the biggest event in 2023. Now, Lucas, if you go to the website, they do have a Metaverse platform as well, and I believe that they have built it with Spatial.io. Now, one thing which I really liked about the Metaverse platform for Dubai Chambers of Digital Economy is they're using a perfect use case of Web 3.0 technology, which means you can log in using your Ethereum MetaMask wallet rather than using your email address. And this is something which I have identified. A lot of CEOs and startups of Metaverse do not try to incorporate. So definitely brilliant stuff. Now, guys, let's talk about the second news that claimed to be the world's first blockchain-based decentralized data platform launched by CTX in partnership with Office of His Highness Sheikh Hamdan bin Ahmad Al Maktoum. So let me try to give my shares. So the website that you need to find out more information about CTX is ctxtoken.io that is C for Charlie, T for Tango, E for Elephant, X for X-Ray, T for Tango, O for Orange, K for Kite, E for elephant and for November.io. So the website is definitely not easier to understand. Now they have created a fully decentralized marketplace that provides access to blockchain technologies. And as for the website, they claim that it is a cutting edge marketplace that allows you to easily and securely purchase and sell items. The most efficient and flexible asset marketplace in existence, it will allow for simple integration of cryptocurrency payments and even the digital arbitrage system. The end goal is to connect all companies, employees, as well as business assets into a single blockchain ecosystem that will allow businesses to be truly efficient, secure, and transparent. Now listen guys, if you go to the website, they have so many spelling errors, so I really am not sure who has updated the website. Now look, the idea of this protocol seems absolutely brilliant, but, but the person who is updating the website is doing an absolutely terrible job. Let me try to give some more information about the website. It claims to be a one marketplace and they also have a CTEX token wallet. They have DAP and SOAP exchanges and an NFT marketplace. Now, they do also have a white paper and the first 12 pages gives history of blockchain. So, the white paper is definitely not the best, definitely not the worst either. 
as in my past in Dubai I've read a white paper which was 64 pages long and believe it or not guys the first 58 pages talk everything about the history of blockchain about the history of bitcoin which has nothing to do and did not mention anything about the project or the protocol that we were designed so in comparison to that this white paper is not that bad at all but that being said it does not say much information about CTX. Now on the LinkedIn platform, they do say that we have developed a state-of-art marketplace where you can securely and reliably buy and sell items. The fastest and the most flexible asset platform in existence. It will include easy cryptocurrency payment integration and even a digital arbitration system. And at the end, their goal is to integrate all companies, employees and business assets into a unified blockchain ecosystem which will make businesses truly efficient, transparent and reliable. So based on my research, what I feel is the person who is updating the website is just copy-pasting information or is just not the right person because the idea of this protocol seems absolutely brilliant and if you look at it, what they've mentioned in the website and if you look at it from a bird's eye view, they're definitely on the right track. And the fact that they have a partnership with the private office established by His Highness Sheikh Hamdan bin Ahmad Al Maktoum does give it some competitive advantage. But that thing being said, the private office does make investments in other protocols as well. Now, what they claim to be is the world's first blockchain-based decentralized data platform. I really am not sure because there was a protocol similar to that called as Open Bazaar, and this was done by the guy who introduced Bitcoin improvement proposal in Bitcoin called as Amir Taki. And he did that literally in a span of seven hours. So listen guys, if you're looking at a truly decentralized protocol, it used to be open bazaar, but unfortunately, it has not seen a lot of traction. And when it was released, I was under the impression that this could be a massive threat to Amazon and eBay. But unfortunately, the fact is that decentralized or distributed protocols do have a lot of challenges. And I really am not sure if that thing would ever materialize maybe in the next couple of decades or so but nonetheless i'm hoping that the project does well and i really am hoping that they do fix their website because the website has a lot of grammatical errors and the white paper is absolutely horrendous so that's all for today guys on the crypto and coffee at 8 from blockchain dxb in case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com and check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DX. We are listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. And how the series of episodes of the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the power of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East from the cryptocurrency world. And what you're listening to right now. Is the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. Now I have a question by Christine who asks, Was Terra Luna's situation as bad as FTX or which one was worse? 
Now, this is such a brilliant question, Krishina. Now, thank you so much for asking this thing. And I'm going to be answering this in two different aspects. I'm going to be answering first, so far as the financial impact is concerned. Now, look, if you talk about the financial impact, both are pretty much the same. But I would have to say that the FTX is even worse. Now, regarding Terra Luna, one thing people need to understand that Terra Luna wasn't a scam. It was a project that failed. And the project failed because of some kind of notorious activity done by a single individual or an entity. So the project Terra Luna, if you strictly talk about it, was perfectly fine. Unfortunately, someone found a loophole, they tried to manipulate it, and that does not mean that such situations will not happen in the future. This is one of the drawbacks with algorithmically backed stablecoin. Now, the reason why people are upset with Terra Luna is because Dokon used to be really arrogant on Twitter and he sounded a bit too cocky. And there is a different reason as to why he sounded a bit cocky because he did have an interview with Laura Shin and he did actually apologize and he said that, you know, he was really cocky. And he did say that he's a really introvert person. And when he started to talk on Twitter, he kind of felt a bit more comfortable talking about things. And that was one of the reasons why he started to act cocky. And you must understand, Christine, if you follow Dokon, he has been upfront and honest in seeing things how it were. And there is also a report which has been circulating right now where they are trying to investigate about Terra Luna. And surprisingly, the investigation did actually show that Dokon and the Terra Luna Labs were trying to do everything it could to save Terra Luna from the collapse. So there was a lot of rumors and speculations that, you know, they were intentionally tried to make Terra Luna collapse. That is not true. What I'd really recommend you to do is, Christine, look up information regarding investigation going on between Terra Luna. It looks like Dokon did try to do the right thing. Now, if you look at FTX, this was an outright scam. And I was listening to the podcast earlier and Eric Wally said, FTX is more like a Ponzi scheme, which is run on top of a casino. So it is ridiculously bad. So you can't even make a comparison as to why it was bad. If you talk about it financially, I do think that the FTX collapse is much worse because FTX did take down 108 businesses and other businesses along with it. If you look at it purely from a financial point of view, Terra Luna did have an impact of roughly around 200 odd billion dollars and FTX was also pretty much the same. Now if you talk of it from the second aspect regarding the ethical aspect, I 100% think that FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried and Almeida Research were 10 times worse than Terra Luna. There's just no comparison about it. And Dokon at least had an interview with Laura Shin. And if you listen to it, he did say some reasoning as to why certain things can happen and if he would try to do something different. In case of Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX, if you look at the notorious history, it is a complete sham. So at this part of time, I do think that the FTX situation is probably 5 to 10 times worse. And one thing which I've often said, Christine, in my podcast is, if you look at Tether USDT, the collapse would be much more devastating, maybe 20 times worse than Terra Luna and FTX combined. And hoping that thing does not happen. Now, going back to your question, was the Terra Luna situation as bad as FTX? I would definitely say no, because if you look at FTX, they also had a very strong left-leaning political affiliation. And this is to do with the democratic donation that he was supposed to have. So definitely not ideal. And there are also reports which clearly states that what FTX did was kind of money laundering as well. Because what they did is a lot of the funds were transferred to Ukraine as part of Ukrainian donation. And the funds came back. And surprisingly, the funds came back 
to political donors for left-leaning Democratic Party or Joe Biden, and Sam Bachman fried openly said that he's willing to give almost over $1 billion to support left-leaning Democratic Party Joe Biden. So definitely not ideal because when you talk about politics, it should be kept as far away from cryptocurrencies. And Sam Bankman fried is the guy who was pushing for regulation. So FTX is definitely 10 times worse than Terra Luna. No questions about it. So that's all for today, guys. And the Ask Me Anything series from Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to infatblockchaindxb.com and check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website that is yeru2071.com and if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, your blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Dating series, where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. And tomorrow, guys, we have a Metaverse Everything podcast, so please check out those as well. Thanks so much for listening and have a great one. Bye-bye.